0: The Superpowers of the Soul channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit SuperpowerExperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Spiritual Ecstasy with Dr. Gabriel Cussens. I want to welcome you. To spiritual ecstasy on the channel Super Powers of the Soul. Okay. And my name is Dr. Gabriel Cousins. And today I'm going to talk to you about the mysteries of Kundalini, which is the six foundations. Uh, it's number six of the six foundations, and it's a very, very important part of all of uh, spiritual life. It's called uh, many different names. The, we call it the uh, shakina energy in the um, Kabbalistic system. We call it the num in the certain African systems. It's a basic spiritual energy that everybody has within them. It's inherent to all people. It's also called the Holy Spirit. So these are real things that happen, and it's real energy. So as I say, my name is Dr. Gabriel Cousins, and I'm known as the physician of the soul. I've been a spiritual teacher for uh, over 48 years and actually considered a Master of uh, Kundalini. Uh, we started the first Kundalini crisis clinic in 1976. Myself and Dr. Lee Sinello, who, who wrote uh, Kundalini Transcendence and Psychosis. I've been working with the Kundalini, and actually, uh, people have been uh, in balances. People referred to me from all over the world, and actually, was empowered by my spiritual teacher, Swami Muktananda in 1981, to uh, activate the awakening of kundalini. And he did that uh, in the last month before he left his body. So I come from a, a variety of places, both the what we call the physio-kundalini, which is more the physiological part, as well as the spiritual part. Uh, in, in addition, uh, I am a acknowledged yogi, a rabbi, a Native American sun dancer, an eagle dancer, been a humanitarian for over 48 years with projects in Africa and Mexico and uh, Central America, South America, really around the world. Uh, And I'm also a grandfather of three wonderful granddaughters and a father of two wonderful, there's grown up children at this point. So uh, I'm bringing a world experience. Also uh, formerly trained as a medical doctor from Columbia Medical School, a psychiatrist and a family therapist. And it's all combined together into what I've been practicing since 1973 holistic medicine, as a holistic physician. So holistic physician, spiritual teacher, and also author of 13 books. And since 1983, I've been teaching a variety of seminars uh, and and courses. Spiritual nutrition is one of them. Uh, We have uh, seven-day fasting retreats. We have um, certain retreats for the, the subtleties of the mind. Right now we have meditation retreats, one-day meditation retreats, and we also will be doing the spiritual fasting retreats as well um, in the whole process. Um, so a lot of teaching, a lot of sharing, and today... The message really is about sharing about this mystery of what we call, again, the Shakina energy, the Kundalini energy in the East, the Holy Spirit. These are all kind of terms for the same the same phenomena, which is the power of God we have within us waiting to be awakened. And our job is to. Live in a way, and that's a secret to the six foundations, and really the sevenfold piece, is to create a lifestyle that naturally awakens the spiritual energy, and that leads to expanded consciousness, and that actually can lead to liberation. That's the big picture. Now, there's some details to the big picture. This is what what I'm going to share with you today in terms of this process. One of it, as I say, I first experienced the awakening, which I will share in a moment uh, after the break. I first experienced the waking in 1975. And from that, uh, myself and Dr. Lee Sinella started the first Kundalini Crisis Clinic in 1976. Um, once it's awakened, it begins to remove all the blocks and limitations that keep us from fully expanded consciousness and ultimately merging with God. So the physio-kundalini process, which is uh, more physical restructuring of the body to become a superconductor of the divine can take uh, a few days to two years. And that's important. So before the break, we're going to talk about a definition, which is, it is the inherent, natural, spiritualizing force within every person given different names in different cultures. The Eastern Yoga tradition calls it Kundalini, and that's really the term that most people know about. But in the West, in the uh, Kabbalistic Torah tradition, we call it the Shekinah energy, the sacred feminine energy that awakens consciousness. In the Christian, we call it the Holy Spirit. So these are, uh, it's acknowledged in different ways. In, in Northwest Bastogne, they call it the num. So people know about this energy. This is what it is. And people experience it in its potential at the base of the spine beneath the base chakra. So it's really at the very, very base of the of the spine is where it's stored in potential. And then it can be awakened in a variety of ways. People do it with a variety of, of spiritual practices, the yoga, the pranayama, and it's a total lifestyle. That's what the six foundations are about, creating a total lifestyle. However, the most common way it's will awaken. Is through a process in the West called Haniha, uh, which is more a, a Kabbalistic term, and uh, in, in the East, process called Shaktipar. But basically, what it means is the energy from a spiritual uh, master uh, goes into and awakens this kundalini resting in potential so everybody has that potential some more have a higher uh, potential at this point in their life and they're ready to to just by the uh, look by touch by sound to to have it awakened with a spiritual master sometimes it's awakened spontaneously because people have reached a certain point A lot of people have some concerns about it. Having really worked with this uh, within myself, but also with literally thousands of people over the last 48 years, I have a pretty good appreciation of how it works. And I've covered it in many of my books, like Spiritual Nutrition and The Awakening of Kundalini. But I've been writing about it for years as well. So that's the the place I'm coming from. Now, we're going to take a break. So I just want, again, to remind you, you're listening to Superpowers of the Soul, my channel, Spiritual Ecstasy. And we are talking about Kundalini Awakening. You can reach me at drcousins.com. And I have a variety of workshops. They're all listed there. Um, and I'm currently also teaching a regular basis on Thursdays at uh, in Israel at 7 p.m. and at 4, 5.30 to 6.30 on uh, spiritual nutrition. So and Alive and Liberated with Dr. Gabriels at 7pm. So now we're going to take a short break, and I'll be back with you. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today okay welcome back to my program spiritual ecstasy and superpowers of the soul our topic today is the awakening of kundalini and i'm going to explain a few more pieces of this so we get a full feeling of it Uh, there's actually two levels of kundalini. There's the cosmic kundalini that uh, people also call in the yoga terms prana or general life force energy on the planet and the cosmos. And then there's the what I call the mundane kundalini, which is that stored at the base of the spine. Once this energy is awakened, it begins to move throughout the whole body, spiritualizing every cell of the body, literally upgrading the energy of of the DNA. It goes that deep. And removing all blocks and resistances to spiritual life. Now it doesn't remove all of them, but a great deal of them. So there's a, a, a larger flow. Now in that process, People have different, can have different physiological responses. And what I'm going to do is share my experience that happened in 1975 when I did receive this Shaktipahaniha uh, awakening uh, with Swami Muktananda. So I didn't know very much about these things, but so we were kind of studying it, but we didn't know what it meant. We're kind of a Western approach, reading about it. We met with Lufthansa and, and uh, we're, we had invented a Kundalini machine. And he thought that was very funny. And he said, well, just come to uh, one of my intensives, a two-day intensive." So we did, Dr. Siddha and myself. And in the very first a day, uh, Muktananda came, was giving what we call the transmission of energy to people, also known as Shaktipat, in the yogic tradition. And, and I'm going to say, Haniha, Haniha in the uh, Torah Kabbalistic tradition. Okay, and he, he first tapped me on the head with his peacock feathers. Then he actually completely surprised me because no one, no one had mentioned that that was a possibility. He literally uh, put his hand uh, in a funnel in my uh, over my mouth and blew into me, and that. And then he also touched me on the third eye, and then moved on. It was a matter of seconds, okay. And from that point in, this energy came into me and really filled my whole being, this breath energy that he put in. And then the energy began to move upward. And it moved for the first, let's say the first, second, and third chakra. And at third chakra, I began to see all the chakras. The chakras are energetic centers, um, and, in uh, the Eastern technology, uh, there's considered what we call 72,000 energy centers or lines of energy through which this kundalini flows with three main ones, uh, Ida, Pingali, and shushumna. Now, we won't get too technical. I'm trying to make a point. But these energy centers called chakras are connected to that central channel, and they begin to light up. And I literally saw petals. I didn't know. Okay, I had. I was very new to this. And each one had a certain amount of petals. I won't do the details of it. But when I checked afterwards, that was exactly the petal structure. It's like, oh wow, that was pretty mind blowing. And then as the energy went up. I felt like a transformation in my body and my tongue stuck out into what we call lion's pose, like that. And I didn't know what that was, that was really strange. Later I found out it's called the lion's kriya. And then another time that the tongue went up to the roof of my mouth connecting all the energy centers. So from that pole, from that position, it continues to, to go higher. And as it reached my third eye, which is uh the pituitary pineal gland area above the eyebrows, above the nose, above the eyebrows, um I saw a picture of somebody I had no idea who it was at the time, but it turned out to be Muktananda's spiritual teacher, Nityananda. Of course, I later found that out too. And then it rose above that into the uh, vision of Muktananda and then into a tremendous amount of light flowing. And uh, the top of my head, like began to felt like glow, like a thousand lights. And then I went further and I disappeared into nothing. Okay, that was a pretty dramatic start. Now, but it did come down. As it came down uh, back into kind of more of the physical dimension, a little voice rang out and said, You should learn to eat and live in a way that feeds the Kundalini. So I wasn't exactly sure what the Kundalini was. I was experiencing it, but it's like, it was like, this is all very new. Uh, But that became, because I I interpreted it as a voice of uh, the still small voice of God. And I interpreted it as just that. And so I, after this, I began to study, and I was in a position as a holistic physician to kind of study this and it kind of fell into my. Well, didn't fall into it. Looked at not assigned me because he knew my destiny here about this, and I was assigned really to work with anybody who had any kind of imbalances. Now most people are just fine, no problem, um, but not everybody, and so I was responsible for anybody who got out of balance and bringing them back into balance. So I was really put in a hot spot with a few thousand people living in one space, but tens of thousands of people around the world, it was like, oh, okay. So I had to learn pretty quickly um, about this. So that was the kind of first experience and two weeks later, having recovered somewhat from the first experience, I, over the next two weeks, other things began to happen. I began to feel a tremendous amount of heat in the base of the spine. Um, And not only did I begin to feel heat, but a rash went up my spine, crisscrossing like a snake, and kind of coming out over my left shoulder. It's like, and Dr. Lee Cinella, cause we're looking at this as scientists too. Like we're trying to like, okay, we want to learn. We're getting a chance to learn directly. And uh, Lee, uh, Dr. Lee Cinella, who uh, has passed uh, in his 90s years ago. And he, he and I both decided these were a, f- a phenomenon of, of, of Kundalini. And also my hands uh, as if I had uh, nails put in my hands. We've heard of that one before, but they, they were got incredibly red, and in the palms of my hands were were almost like almost uh, let's say broke out in a very intense bleeding rash. So it was the, those are also the palm chakras. So I'm getting a really direct hand experience of, of this whole process. So uh, I have this intense ache and pain in the base of my spine, it, it, nothing would make it go away, of course, because it's energetic, it wasn't physical. But I took hot best, I took baths. I did a variety of things, nothing worked, and I said, oh, I get it, this is energy we're talking about. And I went to the next intensive, uh, hoping that would bring some resolution. This was not exactly comfortable. Well, it was very interesting from an academic point of view, but wasn't exactly comfortable. In fact, it was more a little bit more on the painful side. That's not what happens to everyone, but I had asked to learn, so there I was getting to learn. Um, so I have no complaints about that. So in the second one, I again received uh, the the uh, energetic transmission, and this time I began to do. Various breathing patterns, which I later learned was called pranayama, and these went on like for an hour spontaneously. It was like more what we call kriya. So many things happened. The point I'm sharing here is this is very concrete, and many things were healed. My little back pain, which I had had for years, was healed as of that. Uh, It was little back pain from actually a congenital defect in my lower back, so it was real physical, and I had it for since I was sixteen. Okay, and here I was, thirty-three, when this was when this happened. Now, from this, I gained a lot of knowledge, and, and eventually. It went away and really all the different physiological, what I call physiological couldn'tly kind of faded out and, you know, over, over a period of two years. Okay. Uh, and many of my energetic blocks were cleared up, which was good. And I found myself going much deeper into meditation and connecting with the deeper truth of who I was and am. And in the second uh, intensive, a very profound thing happened for me. I've been seeking <coughs> the meaning. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I've been seeking seeking the meaning of death. And since I was young, uh, because I uh, had TB when I was one year old in 1943, and it's like there was no cure at that point and it was only my mother's my parents and my mother's love here that I believe healed me because they had no medicine so that question I've been seeking for many many years and I realized at the very end in the very last meditation there is no death for the self the deep truth of who we are is immortal now I'm not just sharing that as a teaching, I'm also saying something else, is that when this spiritual energy is awakened, we begin to have different natural and very deep insights. It's one thing to say intellectually, oh, there's no death for the self. It's another thing to totally experience that and to experience the deeper truth of who you are, which is immortal beyond time and space. That's the kind of thing that happens once this energy is awakened. And people talk about it in a variety of ways. Um, But in the Eastern traditions, it's seen as the real beginning of spiritual life. In the Western traditions, we don't know much about it. So when... Um, certain monks or nuns began to have uh, basically what we're going to call kundalini, but Holy Spirit awakenings in the Christian system. And they're floating in the air and all kinds of things are happening. And it was like, first, she's not a witch. Okay. Very important little distinction there. And that they didn't have the language to really understand it, but they, they did know. Like Saint Teresa, they, they didn't know that this was spiritual. And part of my work is making it more common knowledge, which it clearly is now. But when people were really having these things, is it, remember, it happens in every tradition. This is not uh, unique to an Eastern uh, tradition. So when we look at the bigger picture, again, there's the cosmic flow downward, and the, what I call mundane flow or upward when it's awakened. And those two come together and uh, create this explosion. And it's, as I say, mostly uh, uh, activated when your system's ready to handle it by uh, the transmission of energy that can awaken it. And we have it described in the Torah tradition where Moses uh, looked at Yehoshua and the spirit was in him. We have it where Jesus uh, is, uh, the energy is coming out of him and it's awaking it in his disciples. Um, this is, uh, it's, just, it's just classic. So it is in, in essence, the uh, grace of God that awakens the the energy that takes us to the heart of God. So that's a a, a deeper way of of kind of understanding it in its uh, more, I'm going to say, profound meaning. And there is a shift of consciousness that begins to happen when this is awakened. And that's really... Uh, what we're talking about here in the in the, in the big picture um, and the veil between the world is opened up now westerners like myself were doing scientific research You attack benzoff a bentoff uh, physicist and he had developed models of that and dr sinella and myself, uh, you know, took it much, took us work much further. Um, and the limited view is to just see it as energetic processes with kind of automatic movements and different things like that. But the big picture is it is about the awakening of cosmic consciousness. Now that's the step one, okay. Step two. Because Kundalini is not the end; it's the beginning of the spiritual process. Okay, step two, where it's taking takes one to a certain level, and then we we have to transcend that uh, to higher and higher levels, which eventually takes us to what we call, you know, liberation or self-realization. Um, so. In summary, a way of thinking about it is, is kundalini is, is the grace of God that takes us, that transforms our consciousness into the next evolutionary step. And that step introduces us to non-causal, not, no love, no cause, uh, when you experience the self, non-causal love, non-causal peace, non-causal oneness, non-causal joy, it's our inherent state. And people say the biggest urge is the death urge or the sex urge, but I'm really saying the urge for God is the primal cause. This is is the primal energy, and it takes us to that non-causal love, non-causal joy, non-causal peace, non-causal oneness, non-causal compassion, that's our natural state. That's what Kundalini begins, you know, has the potential to take you to once you get on uh, phenomena. And that's kind of the most important way to really understand it. Um, it isn't the end point, it's a beginning point. So, um, and as we begin to, to summarize, the uh, key is that the awakening of the spiritual energy, which is grace, which by doing spiritual practices like the six foundations can naturally take you to a, a superconductor level where it can spontaneously awaken, or the safest way is to have uh, a third person who's already has it awakened awaken your energy. That's when I explain. Was looked another uh, directed me to, to do that that I reached a certain point to do that. So now I know it from both sides from helping but also being able to, to share that energy. So the message is that spiritual life is uh, powerfully unfolding if you so choose within us part of the uniqueness of being born in the image of God, Is this power of consciousness called the Shekinah energy, uh, called the Kundalini, called the Holy Spirit, that then once awakened takes us to ever higher levels of consciousness? Our job is to be open to the grace. That's the key. Those are the two components. The third component is to live in a way like the six foundations that predisposes you to uh, energetically and purifies you energetically so that you're ready for this higher awareness to happen. Now you can reach me um, at drcousins.com. As I explained in all, well, I'm gonna say that in all my workshops, and on my teachings, I usually start with the, the energetic uh, process of, of giving this energy to people. Uh, so if people want to know where, just go to drcousins.com and it will show you all the different places. We have the meditation, uh, one-day meditation retreats. We have spiritual fasting retreats. We have... Uh, on, Thursdays, we have evening programs where that's happening alive and liberated with Dr. Gabriel, and we have a variety of other workshops and programs to support people in the awakening of their spiritual consciousness. So, you're listening to uh, Dr. Gabriel Cousins. Uh, superpowers of the soul. My program is Spiritual Ecstasy. Today, you've had a discussion of the power and mysteries of Kundalini. And may everyone be blessed that we choose to live in a way the six foundations, simple, non-sectarian, choose to live in a way that may awaken and also enhances the enfoldment of this spiritual energy which is our true heritage and when this spiritual energy is awakened may you be blessed to begin to open up to the wonders of God in your life. Amen. A whole